0: Hey friend, you are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Brown. I'm a professional home organizer, decluttering specialist, and business coach. I created POC to empower you to reach new heights in your business. Through insightful interviews, expert guidance, and actionable strategies, we will equip you with the tools that you need to excel. This podcast is not just about tidying up spaces. It's about building a supportive sisterhood of passionate professional organizers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, this podcast is for you. So let's do this. Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. On today's episode, I have Jill with me and Jill has just recently launched her professional organizing business. Jill has raised her kids, she used to have a marketing job, she was PTO, she did all of the things as a mom and raising the kids, and now she's had a cleaning business for a few years, but she has realized that she would also now like to do organizing. And so, Jill, we thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. So Jill and I were just chatting about where she's at in her business. And she said that actually last night she just had her first client. And so I was like, okay, hold on. Before you tell the story, let's hit record so we can share. So let's jump right back in, Jill, to where we were. So tell me a little bit about how that went with your client.
1: So yeah, I was really nervous. <laughs> it's my first job walking in. I I got this client off of some Facebook marketing that I had done on some uh, mom groups that I'm in. So I had a consultation with her about a week ago and we did a video consultation. So I was able to see her, her space and, um, know what I was kind of walking into. Um, so there was a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a older home, so there's no closets, So there's a lot of bookshelves and just kind of stuff everywhere. So I walked in and um, it really went well. You know, um, oddly enough, her name is Jill. <laughs> so I felt <laughs> like that was such an appropriate first uh, client to have. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know one mistake I did make, I was you know, kind of nervous. I had sent her my agreement, but I forgot to even ask her to give it to me signed before we even started. So I realized one mistake I made, but it didn't matter in the long run. She did pay me at the end. <laughs> Right.
0: (laughs) And, you know, those things that like those little things that we learn as we go, like that really is the only way to learn. And I guarantee that never happens again. Right. Because you do it once and then you're like, oh, that didn't work. Okay. Now time to pivot. And then you just don't do it anymore because you've learned. So that whole like falling forward really is how your organizing business shapes itself. Like it just is.
1: yeah i would agree yes yeah so we um we just kind of picked an area it was her office area and just started um you know she was there with me the whole time and i just kind of started giving her things and we had a you know, trash bag we had a um donate area um and we just kind of went through for 2 hours and we got rid of two huge black trash bags of trash and i took a carload of donation items. So it wasn't there was no really finished product because there's so little space. I think she is just looking because she wants me to kind of go through the whole house with her.
0: Yeah, no, you're actually perfectly on point. So this is probably 80% of my clients is exactly what you just described. Okay. Yeah, like the yeah. Declut- the decluttering process is more of being a professional organizer a lot of times then okay. the actual like Pinterest worthy bins, pretty, you know, I mean, it's it's out there. And depending right. on the area you live in. But for me in the area I live, like I said, it's like 80% of my clients are we work, we do it together, we just pick a space and we just start, you know, one item by another going through. Because a lot of my clients, which is who I marketed to at the beginning, it was very intentional for me. Um, Because I did it for myself. Like I was a very overwhelmed, stressed wife and mom and and household. And once I re- did it for myself, and then I realized the weight it took off of me, which mine was never like super cluttered, but it was like kid cluttered, right? Like all, right. The, all <laughs> the junk that comes with kids as they grow. And, you know, they got to like preteen age and I still had stuff from when they were like born, you know, like yeah. just all the yeah. stuff. So I did all of that and got all of that off of me. And the weight that came off of me is what actually got me started because I knew that if I could help myself feel that good, how much better I could help other people. Like I knew there were people out there stuck. And so that's who I marketed to. And so when you say there was not a finished product, actually, a lot of my clients reach out to me because my before and after photos are like a really cluttered room. And then I do the same angle for the after photo and you
1: can at least see the floor, right? Okay. Like that's an after photo. Okay. I didn't do a before and after. So it's also, it was kind of um, not just messy, but a little dirty. So I was a little concerned with doing, I should have just done it anyways, I guess, but doing a before and after where it still doesn't look that great. Right. A
0: lot of my mm-hmm. clients reach out to me because my after photos look realistic.
1: Okay. gotcha. Um,
0: so, you know, because for our clients, the majority of our clients that are out there, they're at a pain point in their life, right? We're like, they can no longer do it for themselves. They need help. And right. when they go and look on a website or a Facebook page or wherever, and all they see are these beautiful curated photos they feel worse about themselves so they don't reach out and that's a, a very big disconnect in the professional organizing world with clients in my opinion which is why I started putting out the legit before and after photos okay. and it really has gotten me more
1: business than anything okay cuz i that that is my niche okay i don't want to do the the pinterest families <laughs> you know i am I really want to be able to do exactly what you're doing, going in and helping these families that just need help to feel better in their homes. Yes. So, that's a good good thing to know. Like, I just need to put those pictures up there. Yeah. And,
0: and it's also good, right, to know it's always better to take the photo and not use it than to have not taken it and then need it. Correct. Okay. Because you you never know what the after is going to look like until you're in the after time.
1: And then if you've not taken the before photo, you're Mm like, no. Yes. Yes. Okay. I got you. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And for her, even if it's not something you share because it's not like perfect or it's not good enough or the photo quality or whatever the thing, right, is you decide if you decided not to share. A lot of times we can use those to remind our client as we move along the process, hey, remember how it used to look like this? Like we have made so much progress. Okay. okay. Because cause you're gonna hit a point with her if you're doing the whole home where and maybe not, but the majority of them, where you've made your way through, you know, three fourths of the house or whatever, and the very first place you had started is starting to clutter up again a little bit or like life has is happening. And, you know, it's hard for them to just yeah. change their habits overnight. Right. And so right. because time has elapsed, all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, the office doesn't, you know, look as good as, you know, and they start to get down on themselves again. And so you'll, okay. hit, you'll hit that point where you have to remind her, listen, it may not be perfect, but remember where it was and how far you've come from there. And so just being able to encourage her in that is also a really good reason to have a before photo when you're working with overwhelmed
1: families. Okay. Yeah. I did notice um I feel like I'm going to have a little not a challenge a challenge. Um so I can tell she wants to organize it and likes to organize. Like there's lots of bins all over. Some of a lot of them not used, a lot of them that are like spilling over. So I'm trying to brainstorm how I can help her organize, you know, kind of get behind, like you're talking about, get behind this process because it's not just because you buy a bin that things are going to be organized. <laughs>
0: right. And that's why I tell a lot of people when they go do the consultation and they're like, well, how do you know when to buy the bins? And the majority of the time in my, in my experience, I don't even have to because mm-hmm. they thought that buying the bins was going to fix their problem. And so they already have all these bins. Now are they perfect and and do they fit exactly like they should? No. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but they already have them. And so a lot of times I like to go around and kind of gather all of the bins up in one area so as we're going through the home and we need to find a bin, we can pull from that pile. But you'll okay. just kind of have to find your like what feels right in the moment based on where she is and like where she's wanting to go. But I think being really realistic with her and setting her expectations of listen, I know that like I can tell by all the bins and baskets that you love to organize and that's fantastic. But right now there's just so much stuff in the way. And so we have to continue to go through and declutter and that's just the process of, of what we're going to have to do right now. Because if I start trying to quote unquote organize and, and like file these things in bins and baskets and make them quote unquote pretty for you, it's still going to be overflowed because the amount of stuff in the amount of space.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. And a lot of this business, right? It's a lot like with the cleaning business, because um, I, you know, I've cleaned for clients too, so I understand where. You know, you have those clients that you meet and at the beginning they're like, oh, okay, here's a perfect example. I have a very, my most <laughs> recent rose. So the way you said that, you know, you, your Jill was your first client, right? There was yes. a rose that was my first client. And then I had a rose that was my, fir- my, uh, I think she was my third or fourth client, but my very first horrible client. <laughs> and, and then I had a, a third rose that I was like, okay, surely this rose is going to like make up for the other two, you know? <laughs> and my husband goes, I cannot believe you even accepted a rose as a client. Like that's not <laughs> bad. It was with the first two. And so I accepted the rose as a client and what she needed was more cleaning than organizing. And okay. if her and her husband were like in, you know, in their eighties and her son reached out and like, it was just this whole thing where like my heart broke for them. And so I said, yes. So I get there and she's, you know, telling me what she wants. Right. And it's a lot like our organizing clients where at the beginning, their expectations are just like huge for what they think you're going to magically be able to come in and get done. Right. And this Rose kept telling me that she wanted her bathrooms like spotless spotless. And and I go look and it's to the point where they had just had their home redone but whoever did the grout didn't seal it at all. Uh, oh. And no. yeah, so there was like like black mold and like like all of this stuff, right? And so I'm sitting there trying to explain to her and set her expectations of you need a professional to come in here like a grout professional, not someone just to clean. Right. And she's like, well, you're here, so still just clean it the best you can. I know you can do a really good job. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I can try, but listen, I can't promise anything. And I'm telling this story so we remember a lot of times it's just about the client expectations and kind of bringing them back down politely and nice, <laughs> but also making sure they understand. I There was yeah. no way with what I had on me that day, just cleaning supplies, that I could clean her grout, redo her grout, and seal her grout. Like that was just not an option. It's not what I do. And so then, long story short, I clean. I end up getting a text from her like a week later, or maybe not even a week, that she meant to send to her son. And it's the woman that cleaned did this horrible job. My grout is now like coming off in pieces because she cleaned it so much. And it still looks horrible. Oh, no. And she accidentally sent it to me and she meant to send it to him. And so I just kind of put back politely like, hey, Rose, I think you sent this to the wrong person. (laughs) And then I sent her a grout professional's information and I was like, listen, I told you that I could not. I didn't even want to touch it when I first looked at it. You asked me to. So I went ahead with it, you know.
1: Um, oh my goodness.
0: yeah, and so it really just is about you know communication with our clients like it's it's always about that communication and just being very realistic with them um okay. and you know sometimes it's it's a little better to under promise and over deliver, not sometimes always
1: okay. um
0: you know, like it's better to to kind of bring her expectations down. But then when she sees what you are able to do, it's way better than what she ever pictured or what you even made it seem like compared to, oh, I can make it Pinterest worthy for you. And then you do a decluttering session. And like you said, the only thing, not the only thing, but what you got done was that you can just see the floor, which is very realistic. And that's actually part of the process of organizing. Okay.
1: So, So do you feel a little better? About that you do, okay. I do, and it's again just to hear the reminders of the things that I need to incorporate next time
0: yeah, yeah, and and it really is you know just one step at a time, like figuring this thing out. It was your very first client with your very first session, and it was not a pinterest worthy project, <laughs> you know like, <laughs> so. I think, you know, even as professional organizers, sometimes we go down the rabbit trail of like all of these curated photos and these beautiful things where, you know, people are literally throwing stuff out of the photo to where it's not in the frame, taking a beautiful photo, but then all the real stuff comes back in. These curated photos have made it seem like there's actually people out there living these perfect Pinterest lives. And it's just
1: not true. Right. Yes. And I guess it's good to hear this too because I was I was very hesitant to put like these kind of photos on my Facebook but just hearing what you're saying like that's those are who the people I want to help and that's what they want to see. They don't want to see the pinterest worthy photos. Yeah, cuz it's literally mm-hmm. going to give them more guilt, right? Like you know those times
0: right. in your own life where you're looking at like the pinterest, you know, pantry, beautiful, gorgeous or like Chloe Kardashian's pantry, right? <laughs> and then you're looking at your own and you're like, ugh. Like it just yeah. it makes you feel bad. Like you you're yes. you're you're thankful and like happy for her that she's so blessed and beautiful and awesome. <laughs> but deep down you're like, I want that. Like what what? Like that's an option of a way to live life. Right. Well, it sure is when you've got millions of dollars and people constantly Cleaning and organizing for you around you as you live your beautiful, gorgeous life. (laughs) But that's not (laughs) reality. uh, You're completely on the right track and everything like no, no stress, no worries. Like it's exactly going as it should. I promise you. Calling all passionate, professional organizers. Whether you are just getting started or you've been at this a while, exciting news awaits. Our revamped professional organizers coaching community is set to launch in September, and I am inviting you to be a part of this transformative journey. But hurry, enrollment is only going to be open from September 1st to September 10th. We're taking our commitment to your success up a notch. For just $47 a month, brace yourself for an enhanced experience that's designed exclusively for you. Every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern, we will meet. Throughout the month, you'll immerse yourself in two impactful group coaching sessions, one dynamic workshop, and a focused co-working session. As if that's not rewarding enough, the first Sunday of each month at 6 p.m. Eastern brings a bonus enriching group coaching session. And girl, we know that life gets busy, so we've got you covered. Our replay vault ensures you won't miss a moment. Can't attend a live session? Catch up on the replays at your convenience. Plus, remember, your membership fee qualifies as a legitimate business expense, making this a smart tax write-off. Our sisterhood offers unwavering support, accountability, and boundless inspiration. Your journey is our journey, and together we will thrive. You can find the links in the show notes below Or you can go to ProOrganizersCoach.com slash join to fill out your application and we will see you in September. So now on the business side of things, I know you had mentioned before we hit record that you're getting kind of stuck on the business side. So what were some of where you're getting stuck at?
1: So just keeping track of, let's say, business expenses versus... Client, I'm not even sure how to. What I'm trying to say, um, I guess like just keeping track of like your business expenses, and then keeping track of like money coming in from clients. Like, do you use one? I know there's so many programs out there.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, I
1: have QuickBooks, and it's really
0: nice because it integrates to TurboTax, and like it integrates to all of the other pieces that you might need in your business, and it's got a really nice, easy app that. You can literally, you know, that like tracks your mileage for you and you go in and just hit, was that a business or a personal trip? It's super inexpensive. I think it's like 15 bucks a month or something. And the first like three or three months are free or half price or, you know, like it's that's really funny. super inexpensive. Right. And that's and QuickBooks? QuickBooks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's really, really helpful. Um, I leave my mileage tracker on and I just go in when I do have a session and hit business on that one. And then like once, you know, every few weeks I go in and on my computer, because on the app, it's hard to like, you can only do like one thing at a time where you're marking, is it personal or business on the mileage tracker? So okay. like once every few weeks, I'll go on my actual computer and you can like, you know, I've already gone through and, and clicked the ones that were business mileage. Okay. And so the rest of them, I just go through and like click them all and then hit delete and like your okay. per- personal whatever you know the button is but it it makes it to where it keeps up with your mileage deductions you, when you connect it to your bank account have you set up a bank account
1: for your business yet um i haven't i'm actually going to do that shortly cuz i figured that i'm just going to start january 1st i so would so yeah so i absolutely. guess that would be the very last week of um december you yeah. set that And so what I would do
0: if I were you, um, and there's two options, right? So there's an actual like business bank account. But when I went to my bank, they just opened me another checking account and we put on the title of it, DBA, and then the name of my business. And I just kept that separate. So anytime someone writes um, a check to my business and I connected that to like my Square app, you know, where it goes straight into that one account, like everything (laughs) needs to go into that one account. And then that one account is what I connected to QuickBooks, not my personal accounts that have nothing to do with anything. Um, And then it's only going to show you what's coming in and out of that one account, not your other accounts as you go through and set it up. And the other thing that I did that I found super helpful was I made sure it was a checking that had a savings. OK. And in the savings is where I put my tax money, like the money I know I'm going to be paying for taxes at the end of the year. So I don't get to the end of the year. And then all of a sudden I need to pay taxes or whatever. You know, right. I would rather have so- extra money left over at the end of the year as surprise. Here's some extra money. <laughs> then all of a sudden I owe money and I don't have it in my account. And so okay. um, I've I've had a few different percentages. I've talked to a few different accountants and it's been anywhere from 25% to 40% of what they suggest that I put into savings for the taxes. Okay. And so it really that first year you just don't know and so it's more of what you're comfortable with. Like are you more comfortable with putting 25% in the savings pretending that that's not there and then at the end of the year if you need to put a little more with it fine and you don't have as much left over. Me, I was like I would much rather to have a a bigger payout at the end of the year that's like a surprise. And so I did more of like the thirty five to forty percent just because of that exact reason. I just I'd rather have the extra in there. So it really just wow. depends on what you're thinking. but that also kind of lets you know as you're setting your prices, right? Like once you go legit, you your prices have to go up just because if forty percent is going into like immediately off the top, before you right. pay anything, before you, you know, buy the trash bags, before the gloves, the um, before you pay your gas. I mean, like the whole everything, you know, if 40 right. percent right off the top, just keep that in mind as you set your prices. OK,
1: back to the bank account. What was why did you not do a business account? So this was just a it's not considered a business checking account. No. um, So the way that
0: my bank explained it to me, it was like a whole process to do a business bank account. And it would take like 10 minutes to set up a personal account that I put as my business account. And I was like, listen, I'm just trying to do simple, easy, like whatever the easiest thing is, is what I want to do. But for me, I wasn't trying to, like, build this big empire either, right? Like, (laughs) I'm just trying to pay the bills and, um, you know, and and help people in their homes. And so for me, it wasn't, like, super important. But I know for some people, it's more important for everything to be exactly precise in their business. So for them, it may be important to have an actual business bank account. And that's okay, too. Um, I just wanted... The ones of us that aren't that particular to know that it was an option, at least at my bank, it was, um, Okay. you know, to to just do a personal and a savings that that okay. on the actual title, I put the name of the business in their system.
1: OK. And then from that account is obviously where you buy all your supplies, anything that's business related. And then. Like kind of quote, unquote, paying yourself, do you just then transfer transfer it out? or yes and on quickbooks it will like so each time there's
0: a transaction that goes through that bank account on quickbooks it will ask you is it business or personal well you know if if it's the only account that you have connected it's you know business of course right yeah um but then whenever you go to like transfer the money it's going to show a transaction so you put business and then it has a tab that um, which, of course, speak to your accountant. I'm not giving accounting advice, but right. what I did was there was a thing that said transfer, so it shows that the money's still in the business, but I'm just transferring it to a different account. That's okay. how I. That's how I did the savings part for those transactions. <laughs> then on the. Um, it has a tab that it says owner payment or so like income is anytime someone pays you, you mark them as income and it'll show it as a positive into the account. Anytime that you buy something, there's a tab that says materials. And then anytime that you pay yourself, there's a tab and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but you'll see all the different options. There's like an option for everything. I think just remembering that it's part of the process. Like you're going to get there. It's okay. If you make a mistake, it's fine. You will learn as you go. Um, I did want to like kind of make sure to mention though, because you were talking about supplies. Okay. And, And if you're doing what you and I are doing for anyone listening, if you're doing more of the decluttering, even if you're not, but especially if you're doing the decluttering more so than the organizing piece of organizing, You definitely want to make sure to get these because I have oh Husky. So the name of them are Husky and you can get a 50 count of the 42 gallon contractor bags at Home Depot. And it's like $30 for for 50 of them and your business that comes out, you know, you pay for that with your business debit card, of course, because that's a material, a write off. Um, and then I also at Home Depot grab a bag of gloves. They've got these um like gray gloves that are in like a three pack. And okay. I think it's like $5 for a three pack or maybe like $7 for a six pack. They're kind of like a dollar a pair, essentially dollar fifty, something like that. But for yeah. me, it's so important to have those as an option to pull out, to put on based on what yeah. home I'm in. Um, and so but those contractor bags and those gloves I keep in my trunk at all times.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> that was a hard lesson to learn, by the way. It took yeah, it took thing. yeah, it took someone else's. It was actually at Rose Number Two's house. Uh fun, <laughs> funny enough. So she's she's got this gorgeous home. She it's been in a magazine and like Oh wow. Yeah, like one of those type. Homes, right? Like up on the hill, this gorgeous, you know, oh driveway. And um so, so I'm like, when we, I, and I was so new, I mean, so new to doing this, <laughs> that I had the contractor bags that I had brought, but she insisted we use her bags. She had bags that she wanted to use. And we were decluttering her pantry that day. And oh, no. there was a lot of glass jars, of canned stuff, of not, you know, not like cans from the store, but like canned items, with like the glass jars with stuff in them yeah. that we were throwing away. So that got very heavy, very quick, and we were not using the contractor bags because she insisted and I was new, so I didn't know any better. And I learned this lesson by, as I'm carrying the bag out to the car, I guess a piece of something ripped through that really thin bag and... Oh. It just crashed and goes oh, all the way down her big, beautiful, gorgeous driveway. It's everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which would be why funny. when Rose number three called, my husband was like, really? You're taking <laughs> another Rose? Like there's something about the, the name Rose with me that it's like jinxed or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that um, is funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so never again. Since that moment, and that's why I say, like, we live and we weren't in this business. Never again have I not used my own bags ever. Okay.
1: Yeah. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: that was so embarrassing. Like, it was so embarrassing standing there. And then I had to start cleaning it all up. Right. And then she had to get out her, um, her water hose to like hose off the truck.
1: Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Um, I thought of another question. So back to my client last night. So yeah. we left, you know, she paid me immediately. But then do you do invoices? No.
0: So I set, I've set. i set mine up completely different than other people because of the type of sessions I'm doing, I guess. And because, again, I'm not trying to build an empire. I'm just doing session by session. But I've also turned that in my favor as a marketing piece when people call. So what I've done is I do three-hour sessions because I've learned in three hours you can get enough of a chunk done that you feel like you've made progress, but not so much you can't walk the next day. And then at the end of each session, I also haul off all donations and trash. And so I use that as a piece of my marketing of why the price costs what it does. So we do a three-hour session, and then after the three hours, I haul off all donations and trash from that day's session.
1: Wow, you take trash too. I do,
0: yeah. And you don't have to. Like you can say, I'll take all donations from that day session. So for me, I put it in my pricing, right? Like I took, and for me, I'm like, okay, technically I'm doing a four-hour session. So I'm okay with this price for a four-hour session. But then I pull it back to an actual three-hour session. But then it's about an hour because sometimes I have to make two trips. I've got to make one to the donation center, come back, grab the trash, run that to the dump. But as I tell people, it's always something that they're like, oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Like, yes, that's what (laughs) I want. Because for them, they feel like it's an add-on, like something I'm doing for them. And so it's just become part of the marketing, which it is an add-on. It is something I'm doing for them. I just made sure that that the price for the whole session, I was just aware of that, that I'm really doing kind of a four-hour session technically. And then when it comes to the invoicing, that's what you asked. So for me, I like to set it up as you owe me at the end of that day's work for that day's session and a three hour session costs blank. Okay. once you pay me at the end, you know, like once we're done with that session, we can then set up another session or today. You know, I do know we could at least use three or four sessions if you want to go ahead and get those on the calendar. And then that's how I kind of market it and talk to them as I'm doing the consultation at the end of the consultation. Okay. I was also going to tell you, so this is completely up to you. But when you're first starting, <laughs> I highly, highly, highly recommend doing either a free consultation in home, like it, it it, has to be in home, you know, and I'm sure you learned this with the video the other day, right? Or last week Yeah, is it's just not the same as when you actually walk in and see it and like can look behind like closed doors and, you know kind of come up with a game plan in your head. Yes. And you know, one thing that um I was just talking to a girl the other day that she does that I think is just as good, so she charges $60 for a consultation, but if you book a session, that $60 goes towards your first session. So it's an incentive to book a session. Okay. So that's okay. an option to where you feel like it's worth your time and even if they don't book a session, then you still have 60 bucks, so it was worth your time and gas to go. But I, for me, go into my free consultations knowing if I can get in front of them, have them show me their home, and just sit down and have a conversation, I can make the sale.
1: Yes. And what do you do with those that want to just talk and talk and talk? Do you let them... Do you try so, to keep it to a half an hour?
0: Oh, no. It's at least an hour. Okay. Yeah, it's never, I, I remember thinking that too, right? I'm like, ah, 15, 20 minutes, I'll be in and out. They'll, sh- they'll walk me through the home. It'll be, you know, easy. No, 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 no. Like you're looking at closer to about, I always tell them, I, you know, plan on me being there about 45 minutes. I tell them that on the phone. So it goes ahead and sets up the expectation for when I get there. But then in my calendar and in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be here an hour. Okay, but I tell them forty-five minutes, so then it gives me a fifteen-minute window because it always goes extra because they want to sit and chat, which is great because you're building a connection, you're building a bond that they will then continue to use you anytime they need this service for the rest
1: of their lives. Awesome, that sounds good. I think that's it for now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean you're doing amazing. Like you're doing great. You're right on track. You're exactly where you should be at this stage of. You know, you just had your first client, you've got your Facebook, you've got your business cards, um, you know, you've already had a client, you know, now you're thinking about the business side of things of like the taxes and, you know, maybe a website at some point. I always suggest to people with a website, like it does not have to be this like four pay or four tab thing or anything like that. It literally just needs to be like very short and sweet information the majority of it on the homepage, and then a contact form. Like that contact form is what's super important is because they need a way to reach out to you. Okay. And a a um, lot of people don't feel like someone is legit if they don't have a website nowadays. Like that's just how it is, right? Like we Google somebody and if they don't mm -hmm. have a website, but if they do have a website, we automatically feel like, oh, it's a legit business.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I did start um through Wix W um Yeah,
0: I to, was not able to use Wix, so which my you know, our brains may be different. You may love it. Um, I ended up going with Squarespace because it was so much easier. Um okay. I tried WordPress, I tried Wix, I tried, but you know, that was also years ago. So maybe it's a different app now than it was back then. Um and but Squarespace,
1: for me, is that connected to the Square? Payment system? No, two no, totally so separate
0: things. <laughs> yeah.
1: But okay. they,
0: I, I don't know if they integrate, but I don't think it really matters because you, you're not, they're not purchasing anything from you on your website. And the okay. website, you know, remember, this is something you're putting time into now, but I like maybe once every three months may go like tweak something on my website. Like once it's built, it's out there, it's done. Check. Mark, right. You know, and then you only have to change it if, as you change, like your prices change or or you want to add some more before and after photos or, you know, but I use my Facebook page for my before and after photos once I got some on the website for the most part, because they don't know when those those before and after photos were taken, right? right so once right. they're at least on there, then they can at least see what I can do for them I also am a person that believed in just putting my price out there because for me that weeds out the people that I would even need to have a conversation with about like that's a waste of my time in my opinion, is to have right. all of these phone calls. Oh, what's your price? You know, what what does it look like to work with you? How much would it cost? No, I'm good. I'll put it on my website. <laughs> they can see it and then they'll they'll either call me or they won't,
1: you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I know that's my other thing on my list is um my Facebook page. Again, I probably jumped a little bit too quick, but I definitely need some more before and after shots and content. And I have been putting off putting my picture on there. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> well, um, because at the beginning, it's super scary. Right.
1: I don't know yeah. what to wear, I guess. I don't know what to wear and I don't know what to take. So where to take it. So I keep like. So I went in the thinking. woods and
0: I took my teenager and I was like, all right, listen. <laughs> and I took like four four different shirts, right? And four different outfits. And I'm in like in the car changing and then like hopping out. And the, the most beautiful ones, one came from me sitting on a log, which was so random. Yeah. And then the other one came from, um me just like standing in front of this tree another like they were so random the ones that turned out good right okay and so it really is just like like just go out there take as many photos as you possibly can kind of thing and then just go through them and decide which ones you like yeah and you know just make it fun like you should see me (laughs) so I remember there was this one day that my teenagers were like in school or, you know, I was by myself. And so right. I'm like, I can take this photo. Like I need photos. And so I went and I did the whole like 10 second thing where you can set it up on your phone. And then I would <laughs> run and then I would pose and then I'd run back and I'd see, and then it would be like, you know, a piece of my hand or like, <laughs> it, was, it was so bad, so bad. And I'm sitting there with like, this jacket and blanket on top of this um like it was a picnic table because you know the phone needs to be up high enough to where it looks like it's a good angle and like the phone kept falling off onto the ground I mean it was just this whole mess so like
1: point being
0: is it's we we have all all of us have been there and every one of us like over that first photo we put out we're like
1: oh my gosh like it's you know Mm and no one else I'm, even pays attention. <laughs> I know, but I do I know I need to get that because obviously there's quite a few people that aren't on Facebook.
0: Yeah, and you know, you know, it's on your to-do list, right? Like I wouldn't be super like, oh, I have to have it done by January 1st when I launch. Like I would not right. be that like that. But it does need to be something like, oh, okay, I've got an extra 30 minutes right now. Let me kind of play with this or let me, you know, like it it just it needs to be something that as you go, And as your business starts to grow, at some point you have, right? Um, Yeah. But right now, it's more about getting the practice. It it, Like that is the most important piece right now is the working with clients and getting that practice so you do know what you're doing. And so you can figure it out as you go. And that word of mouth and making sure those clients are happy is what's going to continue that ball rolling. Great. Yeah.
1: So I do have about three or four other leads that I think I followed up enough. Like, I mean, probably no more than twice. Can you follow up? Um, Well, it
0: depends on are they messaging you back at all or is it crickets or like like the Um, other day I was I was coaching one of the girls from the the membership and we were talking and she said, so I have these two two people and she starts trying to explain to me. And I was like, well, just screenshot it to me so I can like read what's what the actual conversation has been from the thread in Facebook. Yeah. And just by her reaching out again after it had been the weekend and I helped her with like kind of the wording of just, you know, of it being like, hey, pretty much I'm reaching back out for your own benefit. Like I just wanted to make sure... Cause I know life gets right, crazy busy, you know, like making it kind of like that, like that, you know, you're super understanding and you know, that they are just so busy that you just yeah. wanted to make sure and like reach back out. Both of them booked their consultations with her.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had one that reached out based off of a post and we went back and forth. She was super excited. She told me that she had someone um, that helped her out last year and to say it nicely she had a lot of thoughts and comments about my clutter. And then so she said, I'd love your help. And I just said, I'm sorry someone made you feel that way. My approach is judgment free. And so that was back on November 12th. And then on November 22nd, I reached out again to try to get a consultation and she did reply. She goes, yeah, a phone consultation would be great. So then I said, that'd be great. And I gave her a, a suggestion of a date and then nothing. And then just on Monday, I realized I, did one more? I so said. I realized I never gave you my phone number. Here it is. Call me when you're ready to get started, so we can work in your home together.
0: Yeah, so, which is great because of the way that it kind of lingered, right? Like she's just not ready right. yet. She'll come back around. The way right. that I kind of reach back out to those clients, so I put them in a separate tab. Which okay, so back up. One thing is is next time, as she's excited and you're talking, go ahead and get it on a phone call. Like forget messenger. Go ahead and be like, hey. So, you know, you I'm talk? I'm available right now. Yeah, can we just go ahead and talk about this? I would love to chat with you if you're available right now. And okay. if if you're able to, without being too pushy, get her information, like her phone number. Because what I do is I go on Canva like a couple times a year, like a 4th of July special or, you know, a holiday special. And I send out to everyone in my phone that I have put the word consultation next to. This little like, you know, photo thing I've made that kind of like you would post on Facebook and I post it on Facebook, actually, um, and tell everybody, but I specifically send it one by one to each person that I've ever had a consultation with in my phone just to let them know, hey, I've got a deal going on. I do not do it more than like two or three times a year. I don't blow their phone up and stress them out.
1: Yeah, that's a great piece of advice is to try to get off of Messenger as quick as possible and get contact info. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, just because
0: once they can have a conversation with you, you become a real person. Like you're no longer just text on texts that are on your phone. All of a sudden, they have a rapport with you. And even if out of that conversation, you don't get the actual consultation just yet. When they do get to a point where they're ready, you will be the first person that comes to mind. Or if a friend of theirs is like, oh, I really need help organizing or decluttering, you will come to mind and then they will tell their friend about you. So even if you don't get a consultation from them, all because you've had that conversation, now you've planted that seed that'll grow at some point down the line.
1: That's great. Okay.
0: Yay. Well, I am so excited (laughs) and this has been so much fun. I truly hope that you will come and join us in the membership. So make sure to go to ProOrganizersCoach.com or look in the show notes for all of the information about the community. And again, like my goal in all of this is just exactly what you're hearing today and what this episode has been is we all need community. Like we are all so alone in this journey of building our professional organizing businesses or running our professional organizing businesses. And we don't have that community. And so that is what I am building is the coaching and the community that this, the ones of us in this industry desperately need, in my opinion. Um, So we, you know, because it's no fun to feel so alone, like the times that you're excited and you did a really good job with a client or, you know, you are stressing and you have a question. Like, who do you go to? Who do you talk to? How You know, when before we had this call, like Jill was feeling stressed and, you know, kind of anxious about how yesterday went. Did it go good? Did it not? How does she know? And now she knows, oh, from someone who's been doing this for years, it went exactly as it should. Everything's the way it's supposed to be going. And hey, Mm -hmm. here are some other tips of how to continue down the path of building your business. And so, you know, again, that's my goal for the community. And so I really hope that you will come join us in that. And again, Jill, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me and for all your great advice.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. If you've gotten any value from today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us grow and it warms my heart to hear from you. And make sure to stay connected with us on socials at Pro Organizers Coach. Then go to ProOrganizersCoach.com to find all the ways that we can help you succeed in your business. You have the power to make a difference in people's lives through decluttering and organization. Keep honing your skills, embracing those challenges, and fostering connections within our organizing community. Progress will come with every step, so keep pushing forward and you will achieve your dreams. Girl, you've got this.